Hey everyone, this is Jamie Austin, pastor of Woodlake Church. Thank you so much for listening today. If you'd like to know more about Woodlake, head on over to woodlake.church and enjoy this message. Hey, good morning, Woodlake family. Glad you're with us today. A lot of great things going on. And if you're a guest with us today, my name is Jamie and my wife Jen and I have the opportunity of pastoring this amazing church family. So if you're a guest with us today, we're going to refer to you as family a lot. Is that okay? We're doing it anyway, okay? A lot of people watching online today love having you. Mary Hall, Leanne Kittinger, Larry and Carol Clark, so many others and guests watching online. Give them a huge round of applause. Glad that you're with us today watching online. We start a new series next week entitled Bedrock. You do not want to miss. We're going to be talking about the power of relationships in our life. It's loosely based off a little cartoon, and I'll let you figure out what that is, okay? But today I have a message for you. And if it's okay with you, I need you to let me preach it like I feel it. Is that okay? I felt the Lord this week just speak to me and just said this, that he just wants to care for people through his word. And so this morning, I just want you to get your Bibles ready. I want you to take notes here today. I really feel like the Lord has a very specific word for us today. Is that cool? When I was a kid... uh, my mom had a lot of knickknacks in the house. And if your mom didn't have knickknacks, then you don't know what I'm talking about. But my mom had knickknacks everywhere, okay? She had this ceramic rabbit in the living room. And when I was a kid, I was doing something that I probably should not have been doing. And let's just say this little ceramic rabbit had an accident in his ear was lopped off, okay? So, now I know you're sitting there going, well, you're a Christian, you're a believer, I'm sure you, you were honest and went to mom and dad for mercy. And I didn't do that. I went and got the Elmer's glue. And I laid hands on that rabbit and put the ear back on. And it looked normal, kind of. It was actually, let's just say it didn't look right, okay? Now, I'm thankful that my mom didn't notice it right off the bat, but every time we were in the living room together and she would walk through, she would walk by the rabbit and slow down a little bit, my heart began to palpitate. Why? Because even though it was put back together, it still looked off. Does that make sense? And maybe you're here today. And some area of your life has been broken for whatever reason. Maybe it's the fault of somebody else. Maybe it's circumstances of life or let's just keep it real. Maybe it's all your fault. And although it's put back together, it still feels off. Have you ever been there before? Broken. Laura Longville, Christian counselor, said it this way, and I love it. God will put you back together right in front of the people that broke you. And we serve a God who specializes in putting broken things back together. And this is exactly the context we see God's people in in the book of Ezekiel. I want you to turn there. 
Ezekiel 37. God begins to speak through the prophet Ezekiel about one day putting his people back together. God's people were broken and scattered and suffering as a result of their own mistakes. They were absolutely hopeless. They, 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 they thought they were too far gone. And then God speaks. He says, The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, and the bones were very dry. Make a note of that. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. I will attach tendons and, and, and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you, make a note of that, and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and I want you to make a note of that. And the bones came together bone to bone, and I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. And then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say, everybody say, they say. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord. When I open your graves and bring you up from them, I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken. I have done it, declares the Lord. Scholars will tell you that this was a future prophetic picture of what God was promising to do in the nation of Israel. As a result of idol worship and turning their back on God, they had suffered the consequences. Anybody ever suffered the consequences of turning your back on God? They were scattered. They were broken. It was as if they were completely dead. They were cut off. There was absolutely no hope at all. And God speaks to the prophet and says, there's coming a day. I'm going to put the nation back together. Most historians will tell you that this happened in 1948 when Israel was once again reassembled and joined the family of nations. Now, I believe this prophetic picture gives you and I insight of what God can and will do in the life of those who have put their trust in him. Why? We serve a God who specializes in putting broken things back together and bringing dead things back to life. Somebody say amen. 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 This last spring, we were on quarantine like many of you. And my son and I were at our, our family ranch and we were taking advantage of the spring turkey season. We were out 
turkey hunting one morning. And those of you that have been out in the spring turkey woods in, <laughs> when it's, everything's green, it's really right before all the ticks and chiggers come out. The birds, some of you, how many of you have gotten into those before? Not fun. Beautiful morning, the turkeys are gobbling, we're enjoying this time, and it's one of those times where you're in the outdoors, you think, man, God, you're so good, you've created all of this, then all of a sudden, the wind switched, and it hit me in the face, and there was a odor, and there was no question what the odor was, something was dead. After a while, we got up, and I began to look in the brush, and it didn't take very long for me to find. It was a, a dead cow laying not far away, and it was putrid. Because how many of you have ever smelled something dead? There's just no disguising that smell. Once you smell it, you know, dead. Well, being on a ranch, you immediately begin to go into CSI mode, right? You're going to try to figure out what happened. Okay, we're, we're close to the road. Did, did somebody shoot the, the cow? Did the cow get into something noxious? Was it poisonous, something that didn't agree with it? Uh, did it get attacked by an animal? And we're sitting there trying to figure out what happened while trying to hold our breath. It was just dead. Fast forward a few months later. Now we're into deer season, and it's cold. And I was back in this general area again, and I walked past where this cow was out. Instead of this time, all the flesh was gone. There was nothing left. There was no smell. In fact, most of it, was scattered or gone but this skull this is exactly where the nation of Israel was at at the time because of their own mistakes they felt cut off in fact you see in scripture that it says they were as if they were in a grave they were just basically dead and when the vision came to the prophet Ezekiel the Bible says that the Lord led him by the spirit through a valley of, of dry bones and they were parched. And if you remember in Scripture, it said that they were dry. That is not accidental. The idea was this, was not that they had just died and there's something that happened and the people trying to figure it out, but they were so far gone, there was no purpose in finding out. They were so dead, those questions were pointless. Maybe you're here today in some area of your life, maybe your entire life in general, but maybe it's in your sobriety, maybe it's in your marriage, maybe it's in your spirit. You feel as if you are so broken, so dead, so dry, that you've even stopped asking the question, how did we get here? It's that far gone. That's exactly where God's people were at in this moment. And although this prophecy is to the nation of Israel, it shows us something about our God. If you are broken in some area of your life, if there's some area of your life that is dead and dry, and although you've tried to figure out how you got here, so much time has passed that you and everybody else have stopped asking questions of how you got here. 
It's just that dead. I want to encourage you here today. We serve a God who puts broken things back together and brings life to the dead. Somebody give the Lord a big round of applause this morning. Amen? If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down, okay? No one is too far gone. Amen? Ezekiel said it. He led me back and forth. And I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. Hope had dried up. Resources had dried up. Relationships had dried up. It was as if they were completely dead. There was no more life. But I love the fact that God refused to leave them dead. Amen? And he tells them why in Ezekiel 36 verse 22 he says this it is not for your sake people of israel that i'm going to do these things but for the sake of my holy name then the nations will know that i am the lord declares the sovereign lord when i am proved holy through you before their eyes god was saying this even though you messed up even though your brokenness is a result of your decisions i'm going to put you back together because that is just what i do amen and when i do it I love it. It was as if God was saying, I'm going to show off to people that don't think I exist. Your brokenness is an opportunity for God to prove himself faithful. Your brokenness, your deadness is an opportunity for God to prove himself to people that don't believe. Amen? No one is too far gone. I love the fact that God does this not because they were asking, because they weren't. Hope was gone. God was saying, this is just what I do. That's why the Apostle Paul could say to Timothy, if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. At our worst, Tim Delina says it this way, we don't change God. What am I trying to say here today? Be encouraged with the word of the Lord. You may be suffering, you're watching online today, you may be suffering a brokenness, a deadness as a result of some bad decisions. Your bad decisions are the decisions of somebody else. We serve a God who is faithful, we serve a God who loves us, and we are too, too cherished to get chunked. That was really good, I expected a louder amen than that. Why am I saying that here today? Some of us are here today and our marriage is so far gone, we've given up. Some of us are here today, and our sobriety is so far gone, we've given up. And maybe you're here today, and you have even given up on yourself. I want to encourage you here today. God has a plan. God has a plan. God has a plan. And if he has a plan, he has a way. It's just a matter of timing. Are you with me? You are not too far gone. Never make the mistake of thinking God has given up on you just because you have given up on you. No one is too far gone. God's objective was not just simply to restore them nationally. That's the easy part. He wanted to restore them spiritually. In fact, write this down. God's restoration includes revival. Now, let me say this. If you're new to church, this word revival might be a little foreign to you. 
if you were raised in church, especially a Pentecostal church like I was, revival was something that came once a year. And that meant we got to go to church every night of the week. How many of you remember those days? In essence, what does it mean? Revival means something that was once dead being brought back to life. And our restoration, our healing, our coming back to Him includes a revival of our spiritual walk. Does that make sense? Now let me, let me get a little direct here today. We've all been through some broken season in our life, some broken area of our life. And if you're like me, too often I pray, God, put it back together so I can keep going on as business as usual. And God was saying, that's not the plan. I'm not putting you back together so you can keep living the way you want to live, so you can keep making the decisions you want to, you want to make. When I put you back together, I'm going to put you back together so that we can have an intimate relationship. You see, revival includes change. Revival includes a change in the way we, we live, the way we, we process, the way we, the way we look. In fact, listen to this. Ezekiel 37, verse 7. As I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound. And the bones came together bone to bone, and I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Make a note of that. That word rattling, the rattling sound... It's not just a little, little vibration, a little rumble. But in the Hebrew, the word uh, notes a, an earthquake, a fearness, a quaking, a rattling, a, a rushing. It, 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 it's something powerful, something strong. And you, you say, what does that have to do with us here today? I don't know about you, but I struggle, I struggle many times responding to something small. But then when God wants to get my attention, too often, God has to do something drastic. Does that make sense here today? And maybe you're here today, and there's some rattling going on, and it's no longer subtle. Maybe the quaking or the shaking that's going on in your life has come in the form of a loving confrontation. Hello? Maybe the rattling has come in the form of you getting busted. Are you with me here today? And it's either an opportunity to stay dead or be revived and turn to him. Are you with me here today? Rattling. He says this, he says, but when they, they, they stood up, skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. I find it amazing that God was putting the nation back together from the inside out. And so often as God does when he puts things back together and heals, so often he does it from the inside out. Tendons, muscle, flesh, bone to bone. They stood up a vast army, but there was no breath. That word breath in the Hebrew is the word ruach. Many of you are familiar with this word. Breath, wind, spirit. It's the same word that we get for the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament, the breath, the Spirit of God. He said, I put them back together, but there was no spirit. There was no breath of God in them. I find it amazing. So often we want God to put us back together and so we can stand up and look like we have it all together, but still not have a life. 
sir, student, if you're watching online, maybe you're here today and you have it all together, but you'd be real honest, you still don't have life. There is no life apart from the Spirit of God on the inside of us. Amen. God speaks to Ezekiel, prophesy. Just prophesy. You know what I love in this passage? Part of this prophetic picture included the nation of Israel's own personal lament. They say, our hope is gone. We are cut off. But God comes back around and says, but I say. So often, I, th I think about four times in that passage, Pastor Brandon said, he, he refers to himself as the sovereign Lord. Sovereign Lord. Church, oh, let's get real. We struggle with that sovereignty thing, don't we? The election doesn't go away and we lose our mind. This is a sermon for another day, but somebody needs it. If you look in the context of this passage, pagan nations, God used them to get his people back on track. Let me pause here for just a moment. Don't ever worry about godless people. God has never had a problem using godless people to perform his will. Are you with me? Sermon for another day. say it's over you may say there's no hope you may say there's no going back but the sovereign Lord has something else to say are you tracking with me here today but the return involved spirit in them. You see the, the stuff putting them all together was no big deal. How many of us, we just want God to put us back together so we can just keep living the way we want to live. And God says that's not how it's going to be. You can look like you have it all together but you're still dead without my breath. And I want to tell you something here today. Some of us are working ourselves to the bone trying to put it all together for ourselves. The problem is if you have to put you together you have to keep you together. And how many of you realize that's impossible? God says, I'll put you together. But I want my breath in you. I want you to return to me. And if you're with us here today and your life is broken, maybe the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Maybe it's here. To, you may just be going through a season that God's trying to do something. Because seasons of brokenness are always a part of the will of God. Never make the mistake of thinking God won't use pain. Listen to me. Sermon for another day. There's some jacked up thinking out there that thinking well if I'm in pain then I must be out of the will of God God has never had a problem using pain to accomplish his will in fact there are some things we can only learn through pain but maybe you're here today and things are broken you feel dry you stopped asking the questions how
Could it be that God desires an intimacy with you that can only come not through things being together, but through his spirit on the inside of you and a glorious, powerful, life-giving return to him? for the first time or for the first time in a long time you are starting to call out to God maybe not with your mouth but how many of your spirit begins to cry out long before your mouth does and God is saying I'm going to put you back together but the together part's the easy part I want to put my breath in you then you'll live 1976 Museum in Amsterdam. A man pushed past barriers and guards and got to Rembrandt's painting, The Night Watch, famous painting. Pulled out a knife and began to slash it, damaging this priceless work of art. About at the same time, in Rome, another individual broke through barriers, pulled out a hammer, began to swing away at Michelangelo's sculpture, the Pieta. Priceless works of art. Experts didn't just simply say they're too far gone let's stick them in the dumpster they didn't they brought in artisans and experts and made every effort to restore these priceless works of art you say pastor what does that have to do with me here today you realize that God has made every effort through the cross of his son, Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody, to put the broken pieces of our life back together. Amen. Amen. You are too much of a treasure to be trashed. God has a plan for your life. Are you with me here today? Even though you've given up on you, God has never given up on you. Maybe you're here today, and like these dry bones, you have quit asking the question why you have given up. You say, all hope is gone. We are cut off. We are dead. But what does the sovereign Lord say? For God loved us so much, he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, to pay my penalty and your penalty once and for all. If you're watching on, listen to me. Once and for all, for all of our sins, all of our mistakes. And God's will for you is life. Not limping through life, hoping you're going to make it into heaven. But the very nature of God, as this prophecy to Israel show us, is to put his broken people back together again. If you're here today, you're broken today and you said all hope is gone 
to tell you God has something else to say. Can I invite you to bow your heads and close your eyes? And listen, if you're new with us, we do this every week. I, I challenge every member of the Woodlake family, if you're watching online, listen, to pause and say, what did I need to hear? And if you're with us here today, and you'd say, Jamie, I'm broken, I'm dead. Something's crying out on the inside, but you'd be honest here today and you'd say this, I am not where I need to be with the Lord. You're here today and you'd say, Jamie, I've, I've played the religious game and it's, just, it's not doing it for me anymore. Listen, you may have it all together. You still need the breath of God on the inside of you through a relationship through his son, Jesus. Bible says that every one of us have sinned. We've fallen short of the glory of God, but God loved us so much he gave his only son, Jesus, to pay my penalty, your penalty, once and for all, for all of our sins, all of our mistakes. And the apostle Paul said it this way, and whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That's the beginning of us being put back together. If you're with us here today and you'd say, Jamie, I'm not where I need to be with the Lord. Listen, maybe you dabbled in religion. You've been to church as a kid. You, maybe you were even baptized. I'm not asking you about religion. I'm asking you, sir, ma'am, student, if you're watching online, do you have a life-giving, life-changing relationship with Jesus? If you're here today, you'd say, Jamie, I don't. Can I invite you to say yes to him? Listen to me. God loves you, and there's nothing you can do about it. And how does he show it? Through his son, Jesus Christ. If you're with us here today, you'd say, Jamie, I need to say yes to Jesus. I need to leave here today knowing that I am forgiven of my sin. We've had people respond all morning. If that's you here today, on the count of three, nobody looking around, I want you to put your hand up, you put it right back down, and then we're all going to pray. I'm not going to single you out. We're all going to pray today on the count of three. You say, Jamie, I'm saying yes to Jesus. Here we go. One, two, three. That's me. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. You can put them down. Anybody else? I'm going to invite everybody to pray this prayer with me. We've had responses again. You say, Jamie, I, I'm already a believer. I don't pray out loud, but we do here, so get over it, all right? <laughs> I'm going to ask everybody to pray this prayer with me. And if you're a guest with us here today, just let me be your pastor for just about another minute, okay? Everyone pray this prayer. Everyone say, dear Jesus, you are the Son of God. You died for me, for my sin, in my place. Come into my life, forgive me, and make me new. And from this day forward, with your help, I'm all yours. In your name I pray, amen. Hey, stand and give the Lord a big round of applause this morning, amen. He deserves it. Now listen, before you leave, Pastor Brandon's getting ready to come. We're going to worship one more time. Just go through one more little part of worship here. If you said yes to the Lord, we want to connect with you. And right outside these doors, we have prayer partners ready just to connect with you. So especially if you said yes to the Lord, we want to get you connected into the family of God. Now, I know what's happened. There were several of you, just like in the first service today. Your mind begins to race, thinking, well, I said yes to the Lord. Well, now what? And, and you begin to almost talk yourself out of what this Jesus thing is. Relax. Everybody say Relax. The Apostle Paul said this to the Philippian church. He who has begun a good work in you will be faithful 
to carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. I don't remember that scripture. I, listen to this. God is committed to your success. Amen? Amen. I want to pray one more time. Maybe you're here today. You're broken. You're hurting. Maybe today was your, you were giving God one last chance. I'm going to ask in a way that only he can. That he lifts the blinders from your eyes and you begin to see his hand at work. Restoring. Fixing. Amen. Maybe some of us just need a fresh infusion of his breath in our life. Amen. Will you bow your heads with me one more time? Father, you see the, the brokenness that's in this room. You, you, you see marriages that are on the rocks. You see, Lord, those of us that are maybe our sobriety. We are just one weekend away of, of making some horrific mistakes. And maybe, Lord, some area of our life is dead and dry. And although we've assembled the pieces of our life together the best we can, God, on the inside, we know it looks off. We know it's dead. Scripture reminds us that you alone are the source of life. Father, thank you that you are a God who just specializes in putting broken things, broken people back together. And I ask, Lord, in a way that only you can, help us to begin to recognize your hand at work. Help us to recognize the quaking and the rattling that's going on. You're getting our attention, Lord. But Lord, I just ask that in a fresh new way, you breathe your breath of life in us, for without it there is no life. Thank you that you're committed to us. Thank you for the cross of Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Let's worship the Lord one more time before we leave.